In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. How are you? This is Untethered Live, and I am Jake Johnson. I'm your host for this evening, and I am still full as a tick. I can barely breathe. Jesus. I hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving with the ones you love. I hope you vegged out on the couch after eating way too much food and way too many pieces of pie. I hope that you all... Feel the love of your loved ones and friends and family and kitty cats and whatever else you got going on. I hope that it was wonderful. I hope you had a great time. And above all, most importantly, I hope you're ready for Christmas. How are you doing? How's the world treating you? I'm having a great time over here. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We got a stack chat. Did you miss me? I missed you. I thought about coming on about four times during the week, and I had to force myself to go ahead and take the week off. I hadn't had a week off in three years, so I figured I'd make myself do it. Anyway, I'm back, and I ain't going nowhere ever again. I missed you so much. Caucasian Sasquatch, April Rain, Margie Allen, MVTV. Welcome to the show, everybody. Good to see you. Caucasian says, I got turkey for tomorrow. I got turkey for next week, baby. Much love. Mm. Now, is that 6 o'clock p.m. mountain time where I am or uh, 8 p.m. Jake time, wherever the heck he is? Uh, I thought Guam. He's on Guam, right? Google. That means it's next Tuesday for him. Oh, well, it's 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I am in North Carolina, not Guam. And, uh, yeah, I did have some technical issues because for some reason, all of a sudden, the last two shows, when I hit go, YouTube stops. And I don't know why. So I had to redo it and refresh everything and get it going again. And now it says I only have two viewers when I can clearly see five. Analytics be danged. We're here, nonetheless. Welcome, everyone. Much love. Hello, Jake and Chat, says April. Thank you, April. It's 8.30 p.m. in Florida. It's 8.30 p.m. and 8.35 p.m. in North Carolina. Yeah. Is that to me, too? Huh? An uncooked turkey. Oh, you got an uncooked turkey for tomorrow. I got you. So you got extra turkey is what you're saying. 
just refresh everybody. Yes, please do hit refresh because for some reason YouTube is acting screwy when I go live, but I'm here. I promise. I'll see you Sasquatch and Jake. That's it. Or right now. That's what I see too, but uh, Margie and MBTV was here just a second ago and so was Kevin. I don't know what's going on. I'm so lost. Anyway, we got a, a good Bible study tonight, which was supposed to be last night. But at the very last minute, at about 8.20, my friend, my buddy Mac, called me. was in dire straits, quite literally. And I had to go uh, play field doctor. And so that took precedence. I intended to be here. I was here. I was sitting on go. I was on my chair ready to do the podcast, but the Lord had other plans. So I went with the Lord, as I always do. And I apologize for not being here last night, but I'm here tonight, and I'll make it up to you. Everybody, if you hadn't done so already, please hit your refresh button because apparently YouTube is not showing everybody everything all at once for some reason. And I don't know why. Anyway, I'm probably shadow banned. This is probably YouTube's attempt to get rid of white Christian conservatives. <clears throat> People of dubious beginnings. I doubt it. I'm just making up stuff because it's fun. Anyway, we do have a good Bible study in store for us tonight. We are in the book of Exodus chapter... What is it? I can't remember. Chapter 34, verse 35. That's easy enough to remember. How are you? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Are you 25 pounds heavier than you were Tuesday? I am. There's Kevin Cox. What's happening, my brother? I don't know why I had to restream the restream because uh, apparently YouTube stopped as soon as I started, and I don't know why it did that. It did it the last time I was here, too. I think we're all good. I think we'll be okay. More turkey. M-O-A-R turkey? More. Is that like uh, made by Chrysler? Aunt Deb, are you here? Says April. Send her a text. Tell her to refresh her thingy. I don't know why it skeezed out on me. I apologize, but I'm here. I did what I was supposed to do. I pressed the button. I don't know what they're doing. How do you cook your turkey, Sasquatch? By plunging his head into the river and biting it on the tail? Nope. It's more than more. Gotcha. So it's like one more than more? I love it. It's been a lovely week. Medical things aside, uh, I'm grateful that I was here and that I was able to do what I did. 
I'm grateful that the man had somebody to count on, and I hope that when I'm in that shape, somebody loves me enough to take care of me that way. Uh, all I can tell you is that getting old ain't for sissies, and uh, it's going to happen to us all. I bake and baste with butter and spices. The only way to fly. I go over to my sister's house and watch while she cooks it. That's how I make turkey. And it's delicious. Every time. Sounds like you know what you're doing. Yes, I do. I let my sister cook. I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> my sister is a way better chef than I am. And the risk-reward is like top of the charts. I do nothing and walk away full. Can't beat it. How about you? How do you cook your turkey? Or, dare I say, ham. Big-ass ham. I did cook a ham one year. I got a like a... 30-pound ham, big old joker, about that big. Anyway, and I used uh, sliced apples and pineapples and cherries, and I made a uh, like an uh, injectable solution out of the stuff, and I injected it with all that goodness and baked it and then cut it into a diced. I cut the fat in like a, like a, like a, a grid pattern so that when it baked, it kind of burst it open all the way around. And then I just went down the edges of those grids with the knife real easy, just sliced it off into hunks. It's the best ham. Mwah. Like how Sasquatch does his. Oh, yeah, I know she's an excellent cook. Yes, she is. Fantastic. I always love being invited to dinner at Missy's house. Don't go very often, but I like to go more than I do. I'm kind of a misanthropic, woods-dweller, homebody type, so I don't get out as much as I should. Maybe one day I'll have an old lady that'll cook for me if I ever get tired of being a monk. I'm more of a ham gal, but of course turkey better die better for you. Well, nah, yeah, I guess it could be. I don't particularly like turkey, but the turkey we had this year was very juicy. The reason I don't like turkey is because of the texture and because it's dry, and I don't like dry meat. And it's got a funny texture to it. It's kind of, I don't know how to describe it, just my tongue don't like it. But this year, the turkey was fantastic. I mean, it was mm, succulent. I really wish that you all could have had a bite or a plate because it was wonderful. And I think Ron cooked the turkey, but it was good whatever he did to it. Whoever did it, it was delicious. When I cook turkey, I bake it till it's almost done. Then I pop it in a crock pot with a bit of chicken broth. Hey, Fab Daddy 44. Hey, peeps. What's up, brother? Good to see you, my friend. I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving.
MVTV, where you at? Somebody send him a text, please. I don't think he got the memo. I think he used a flip phone or something. ALT, in the house. Good evening. I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving, and I hope you were surrounded by loved ones. Can't. Can't because you can't or can't because he can't receive. Some There he is. Never mind. We got it. Maybe lurking in the background from the start. Howdy. Good to see you, my brother. Like the videos you put out this week. My Thanksgiving was my birthday. Well, happy birthday. And congratulations and mazel tov and, you know, dosvidanya. L'chaim. Dude. And all anything else I can think of. Still eating the turkey and ham. Yes, sir. That's what I had for dinner tonight was a big old plate of leftovers, and it was just as good as it was the first time. Hey, 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 MVTV love. Good to see you. Happy birthday, Fab Daddy 44. Another ride around the sun. I don't generally do stuffing. Well, I have a story about stuffing. I once lived in a trailer on a hill that was about that steep. The trailer was here. And I'm not exaggerating. Back me up on this one. So if you went in the front door, you could, like, step into the trailer. But if you went out the back door, you'd fall 20 feet before you hit the ground. That's how steep my yard was. And uh, while I was there, I was experiencing a, a unprecedented amount of uh, brokenness. And I lived in a place that the nearest store was about 25 miles away. So I had a period of time where I didn't have a job. And I was getting kind of hungry. I was getting on into the month. So I went across the street and I picked some corn out of the field, which was not the corn you eat. It's the corn they plant in place of the corn you eat so that they can grow the corn you eat next year. So this corn will make you sick. I didn't know that. But I got a couple of ears and I brought it back to the house and I cooked it up. And the only thing I had in my house was a box full of boxes of stovetop stuffing. And for about three weeks, all I ate was stovetop stuffing because that's all I had. And it took another 20 years, going on 20 years now, I just started eating stuffing again. Took 20 years to get that out of my mouth. So the moral of the story is, kids, eat the cat food, leave the stuffing alone. Oh, no, I lost a chainsaw out there at my house, I would imagine. I love leftovers with fried eggs. Yes, sir, ATL. Fried eggs goes good with just about anything. 53 is old, right? No, 53, you're just a baby. You're just a baby, a wee little baby. You had not even got your peach fuzz yet. Sounds like you had a great dinner, ATL. Old enough to know better, still too young to care. 
Hi, April Rain and Sasquatch and ATL Transparency. At least 20. I am a glutton for punishment, Sasquatch. Are you now? Down that hill. Boy, you lost your chainsaw down the hill? Oh, I know. I lost. I think I lost a car and a dog down that hill also. Uh, I took my lunch money in high school and bought marijuana. I did eat. I bet you did. I bet you had munchies. Glutton is punishment. Well, if you're a Catholic, anyway. It's one of the uh, seven sins or some such. We stole a box of canned fruit cocktail from the train parked in town. Thou shalt not steal, Fab Daddy. I never got lunch money. It sucked. I used to walk around the hallway during lunch, and then I'd trek five miles uphill back to my house with no shoes on because that's the way we did it, and we liked it. I can't eat fruit cocktail till this day. Glutton, 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 different things. Yes, they are. Gluten, glutton, not the same thing. But both low in calories. Do you know what a light year is? It's the same thing as a regular year. It just has less calories. Uh! April says, I'm here listening, getting a tree for the office. Sorry about the delay. Guilt is power. Full. Well, guilt is like a bag of rocks. All you got to do is put it down. You want to know how you handle guilt? Get on your knees when nobody's looking. Bow your head and say these words. Father, forgive me. And then never think about it again. And I promise you that guilt will just vanish. But you have to do your part. Because when God forgives you, he means it. He'll never think about it again. It's blotted out of the book of life if he forgave you. And you'll know if he forgave you because you'll feel it. But you have to do your part and not bring it up again and also not do it again. And that's how you deal with guilt. Guilt for nothing. I stole. I lied. I'm human. We have all done those things. We're all short of the mark. There's not one on earth that is as close as they'd like to be to that mark of righteousness. But I assure you with God's love, all you got to do is ask. All you got to do is be sincere. All you got to do is know you screwed up, and that's good enough. And you're ready to go. I even killed by my actions. If you're speaking of war, no, you did not. If you were following an order... You were doing a job for the conscription of the army or whatever service you were in. That is not murder. Murder is lying in wait. It is criminal homicide. It is killing with the intent of doing harm. It's not the same thing. It's also not the same as an accident. It's not the same thing. So give yourself a break, buddy. It'll be okay. When we grew up, 
we didn't have to steal. We didn't have no seat belts. When we hit a tree, we flew through the windshield. That's the way it was, and we liked it. Dana Carvey, classic. Yes, sir. I have celiac disease, and I cannot eat gluten, but I still do. I hear you, brother. Some things are hard to kick. I have a video. I have a video for Jake, but he just thumbs up to me. That was me saying, "Send it my way." I was at work when you texted. I didn't have a chance to write anything out, but I assumed you knew what that meant. I have my salvation. Good. I wasn't offering you mine. I was just giving you a little friendly advice. Calm down, sir. I am allergic to wheat. It sucks, but I still eat my bread, damn it. Well, bread's a hard thing to give up, buddy. Bread's a good thing. I don't I envy I mean I, I mean I feel for people who can't eat bread. They don't know what they're missing. Damn wheat is in a lot of things. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, I did. Yes, you did what? Potato bread, wheat bread, oat bread, millet bread. Mm-hmm. Everyone has choices. Shrimp gumbo, shrimp tacos, shrimp creole, shrimp coconut. I was in war. Yes, sir. War is wrong. But you were a soldier, and you were following orders, and that is a thing that has a caveat in the Bible. I'm not telling you it's right. I'm telling you you were justified. So that's not going to be held against you as far as thou shalt not kill. That won't be on your record. That much I know. That's what I was trying to impart. I'm drinking rum, says Caucasian. Slow down, buddy. Bible study ain't even got started yet, and you're already hammered. I play nine ball today. Awesome. If I drink a little whiskey before I eat bread, it's fine, really. I wonder why. I wonder if it has anything to do with yeast or the uh, digestion system or the or, or how yeast grows in the stomach. I wonder if that the alcohol counteracts that, and that's interesting. Wheat isn't everything. I got a new corn cob pipe for my birthday. It's very nice. Hey, it's hard to beat a good corn cob pipe. All those breads have wheat in them. Most of them, yeah. Wheat's kind of a bread thing. So, or bean lectin. I don't know what that is. I'm definitely allergic to peanuts, but can sniff it out like others can sense gasoline. Really? It'll kill me in four minutes. It's crazy. Peanuts? It's crazy. Murder and kill are two different things. Yes, sir, ATL. Leaven is yeast. Andrew, what's up? Hope you had a good Thanksgiving, sir. Leaven is yeast. Leaven is also symbolic for sin in the Bible, which is what we're about to talk about in just a minute. But it's interesting that you make that comparison because yeast is a living organism and it swells over time. It 
rises, just like sin can infiltrate and uh, disseminate itself among a whole group of people, like one bad apple in a cart full of good apples. It can happen. I really hate some versions of the Bible. Some say do not kill for the fifth, but that's not correct. It is murder, not kill. Actually, it's fonyots in the Greek, and it means criminal homicide, which is a form of murder. Murder is three different things. But the word kill is to lie and wait, right? So that's not the same thing as a crime of passion or self-defense or being in the army or even being a hitman who's paid to do a job. Not saying that's morally correct. I'm just saying that it is a different thing. It's under a different category. That's all I'm saying. But enough about you. Let's talk about me. Happy birthday, whippersnapper. Unleavened bread is good stuff. Nice and heavy. Yes, it is. Andrew, my brother. I'm allergic to beans, but like poison ivy. I'm going to try editing your movie, Balls Deep. Wow. You have a movie called Balls Deep? <clears throat> Three reasons corn cob pipes are the best. One, you can drop and they don't shatter. Two, it floats when you swim. Three, I can walk through a metal detector. Very nice. Very nice. And you need some good tobacco to go with that pipe. Go for it, sass. I'm trying to get up to wrapping it up in some clear weather. Homicide is simply death by human cause, not necessarily. Nothing about intent or guilt. You know, a monkey can kill you too. Or a dog. Happy birthday to you, Andrew. Is there more than one birthday in here tonight? Is that true? Well, jeesh, if that's the case, I should be shot for being off of my game. How about this? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, you guys. Happy birthday to you. May you get some tonight. May you get some tonight. May you get some tonight. And by some, I mean birthday cake, you perverts. Happy birthday to birthday guys or whomever happy birthday may you have infinitely more Sasquatch don't go to bed yet party pooper who said anything about going to bed <clears throat> I'm drinking so I don't live stream well you're here and I'm live streaming so you know and also send me that video. Well, Fab Daddy has a birthday and it looked like Andrew had a birthday. I don't know which is which. I can't remember. There's too much going on. Anyway, let's go down, shall we?
if you got your Bibles handy, crack them open to that awesome book of Exodus, chapter 34, verse 35. And it goes something like this. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. What does that mean? It was literally shining. It was effervescing in a way that people weren't used to seeing. It was scary. Put a lot of people off. He had to cover his face with, with a veil because it was bright. Now, why was his face bright? Because he was in the presence of the Shekinah glory of Almighty God. You don't get that close to God and not have some kind of physical representation of the the uh, event. <clears throat> and I would assume he probably got irradiated or something. I have no idea. But it clearly says that his skin was shining. And Moses put the veil upon his face until he went in to speak with him. And Moses gathered all the congregation of the children of Israel together and said unto them, These are the words which the Lord hath commanded that ye should do them. Now think about that for a minute. Don't leave, Fab Daddy. We need you. Anyway, think about what he just said. He didn't say that he picked up some information along the way. He didn't say it was a suggestion. He didn't say, you know, God advised me to do so and so. He said, these are the words which he commanded, meaning you have no choice. This is what he wants. If you want to be in his purview, you have to do these things. And then it follows it by, you should do them. <laughs> Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day there shall be to you an holy day, a Sabbath. That word Sabbath is Shabbat in the Greek, and it means to rest in the Hebrew. Sorry. It means to rest. It means to have protection or peace or comfort or uh, to be cordoned off from anything harmful. Shabbat is used over and over and over in the Bible. Most of every book is about Shabbat in some way, shape, or form, or leading to something that's about it. A day of rest to the Lord. Whosoever doeth work therein shall be put to death. Now, this is for those people specifically that were at Mount Sinai. This does not mean you. It means them specifically, the people who would be in the congregation in the presence of God. That's pretty important. Now, why is he making such a big deal out of it? We, well, my last podcast, I did an entire episode on when the Sabbath. This is why the Sabbath. Now, God realizes that for 450 years, these people have been slaves in Egypt and have all but forgotten their religion. They know that they were supposed to worship a God, and they know that it had something to do with Abraham. But that was the extent of their knowledge. They, they had all but forgot all the ins and outs of their religion. So this is God's attempt to retrain them in a way that they can remember the things that they were required to do. 
Thanks for the shout-out, but you know this isn't for me at this time. I wish you all well. Well, Fab Daddy, we're here, and I'm going to keep trying to get you to hang out with us, man. That's my job. I'm supposed to. But I appreciate you coming, and I appreciate you making the attempt of being friends with us and edging a little closer. So you just keep going that route. You'll be fine. I'm with you in spirit. <laughs> now, uh, where do, I don't know. You shall kindle no fire throughout your habitations upon the Sabbath day. And Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord, whosoever is of a willing heart. Fab Daddy, it's got to be willing. You got to be willing. If you're not willing, doesn't matter. It's not your choice, doesn't mean anything. It's just an action. You have to be there in mind and in spirit when you take your offering or yourself before the Lord. Doesn't matter if other people are watching. Doesn't matter what your intentions are. It doesn't matter what you had for lunch that day. You have to be willing. Each person that comes before the Lord has to do so of their own volition. That's what free will means. And that's what he's saying here. Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it. An offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen. Now, we've spoken briefly a couple of times about money and tithing and offering to the church, that sort of thing. Notice that he's giving you options here. Why? Because God doesn't need your money, and it takes all kinds of things to run a church. It doesn't just take money. Yes, I have to keep the lights on. I'm using myself as an example because it's apropos, and, and this is kind of what we do here. But I'm using myself as an example because I understand me, so I can explain it. Yes, I have to keep the lights on. Yes, I have to buy new computer parts and blah, 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 blah. But that is not the only thing required to run a church. That is not the only thing it takes to be a minister to a flock of people. If you want a pastor to take care of his flock, then his flock has to make sure that he doesn't die on the job. And how do you do that? <laughs> well... In a brick-and-mortar church, you've got flyers and, and uh, programs and hymnal books and, and uh, you know, all kinds of things. Mailers, things that you mail out to people that you have to buy so somebody could supply the church with paper, for example. Somebody could be there to cook so that everybody gets something to eat while they're there. Somebody could uh, help clean the place up, you know. There's all kinds of things you can do to offer yourself or your service. It doesn't just take money. If you have an abundance of money, then by all means, offer some of it to your church. You tithe where you're taught. That's the, the golden rule. You don't just give church money because you were told to. That's not the reason. You do it because you're getting something for your money. Don't ever let a minister get on television and tell you or guilt you into sending him money because you're going to what? Get forgiveness 
He can't give you forgiveness. He's a man. He can't talk to God on your behalf. That's between you and God. He can't give you anything. His prayers don't mean anything for you because he doesn't know you. And it, what he really wants is to get into your wallet. Don't ever let that happen because that's not genuine. That's not the real article. The real article is you see the work the man's doing and you feel led to give him some support. And then you do it anonymously and he gets support because of it. It has nothing to do with him. That's between you and God. Always remember that. But this is why God is giving the list here. Sometimes you need gold. Sometimes you need silver. Sometimes you need brass or blue, the color blue or purple or scarlet. Sometimes you need clean clothes. You think if a minister spends 100 hours a week reading in a book so that he can give you a message that is good for you, you think he has time to wash his drawers? Or do you think maybe it would be nice if somebody would give him a hand so that he could get his work done? See what I'm saying? That's why these are here in this order. Oh, I screwed up. What happened? Hang on. I got to fix this. Crap. Not going to get it. I got to go back to the beginning. Sorry. I hit the wrong button. There we go. Found it. I found it. All right. Sorry about that. I hit the wrong button and lost my place. Fine linens or goat's hair. What is goat's hair used for? Well, you can make rope out of it. You can uh, use it to quill pens. You can make twine out of it. Uh, you can make paintbrushes out of it. You can make uh, guitar strings. There's a lot of things you could do with goat hair and a lot of stuff I probably don't know. So it's interesting that it's listed here. Or ram's skin dried red or badger's skin or shittim wood. What are all those things for? Well, later on, you're going to find out that they're part of the tabernacle's building in the way that it's laid out. So maybe he's saying here, pitch in and help the guy build a church. Start saving now because they hadn't even got to building the tabernacle yet. So maybe that's what he's saying because ram skin, dried red, and badger skin specifically are mentioned in the construction of the tabernacle. So I think it's interesting that while at Mount uh, the mountain, Sinai, uh, that they're mentioning it there. That's interesting. I heard Moses later had to order people to stop bringing things because they responded so well. These commands emphasize how his instructions must be obeyed diligently and precisely. I didn't know that, but that's, that's interesting that you put it that way. Thank you, Andrew, by the way. And oil for the light and spices for anointing oil and for sweet incense. So maybe 
even God says, hey, maybe he just likes to have a good smelling environment, so bring him some incense, whatever, you know, or onyx stones, stones to be set for the ephod or for the breastplate. Oh, they're clearly talking about collecting stuff for the tabernacle now because that is in the tabernacle. <laughs> that was 3658. Got ahead of myself. I hear you. And every wise-hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord hath commanded, the tabernacle, his tent, and his coverings, his thatches, and his boards, and his bars, and his pillars, and his sockets, the ark of the covenant, which is now the ark of the testimony, and the staves thereof, with the mercy seat, and the veil of the covering, the table, and his staves, and all his vessels, and the showbread, ooh, that bread with leaven in it, showbread, good stuff, the candlestick also for light, and his furniture, and his lamps with the oil for the light and the incense altar and his staves and the anointing oil and the sweet incense the hanging for the door at the entering in the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offerings with his brazen grate, his staves and all his vessels and the laver and his foot hangings for the court, his pillars and their sockets and the hangings for the door of the court, the pens of the tabernacle, the pens of the court, and the cords, and the cloth for service, the, the clothes for service, to do service in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, the garments of his sons, to the minister in the priest's office. You see, all these things must be provided for the church because Moses don't have any money. He's not a rich man. He left his habitation because he was once a prince in Egypt. He once was wealthy. But when he went into the desert, he went by himself. And when he got this group of people, which is, I think, about six, six, what was it? That's pretty close to a million people, I think. I can't remember the number, but it's somewhere around a million people, not counting women and children and animals. There's a lot of people following Moses right now. So all those people have to pitch in and help build the congregation, which, as you can see, 4,500 years later, is now the Christian faith. And all the people that believe in God and all the people that go to all the churches you've ever seen started in the desert with a group of people that helped him build the church. That was the beginning. This, what we're reading right now, was the first church. So see how powerful that can be when you help out, when you're part of something, when you're a community, when you take care of each other, when uh, MVTV can call Andrew and say, hey, my car's broke. Can you come over and help me fix it? And Andrew says, hey, I know a mechanic. I'll be there in 20 minutes. That's called a community. That's people taking care of people who otherwise wouldn't have people to take care of them. Like what I do with my friend. What he needs, I provide. Why? Because God told me to. Because that's what community does. And if you have a community, you can survive the long, hard winter in the desert. You can't otherwise. So keep that in mind this year as we go into the Christmas season, how important it is 
for us to know each other and be part of something. This is a beautiful thing we've built here. Let's make it wonderful this year coming up. And all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up. What is That's very important. Who came? The ones whose hearts were stirred up. The ones who felt obligated. The ones who had it to give. The ones who cared whether or not the church made it somewhere. Those are the ones that came. Everybody wasn't required to. So keep that in mind also. If you ever feel like you want to do something but can't, just know that not everyone is required. The church ultimately is for your benefit. doesn't matter if you give back. That's not why we're here. That's only if you can. That's only if you care to. That's between you and God. I would prefer it if I didn't even know who did what, personally, because it's not important. What's important is the love that goes into it. That's what's important. Money means nothing. So all the people whose hearts were stirred up in them and everyone whose spirit made willing and they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation and for all his service and for the holy garments and the whole nine yards, those people made it happen. Moses had a dream that God gave him. He had a vision. God said, build this thing. And Moses said, yes, sir. And then Moses said, hey, folks, I got to build this thing. Who can help? And the ones whose hearts were stirred and whose spirits were willing, they pulled it together, and Bob's your uncle, they had a tabernacle. And not just any tabernacle, a fine tabernacle. One worthy of housing our father. <laughs> and they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted, and brought bracelets and earrings and rings, and tablets, and all jewels of gold. Every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. And every man with whom was found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linens and goat's hair and red skins of rams and badger skins brought them to the table. They wanted to be part of this thing. They wanted to be sitting at the main table so they brought something to the main table. You got to have a dog in the fight is what I'm telling you. You want to mean something in this world? You want to stand out? You want to be recognized? Then you, what are you bringing to the table? That's my first question. What is it that you do that nobody else does or can do? What is it that singles you out, makes you special, makes you worth knowing? That's called meritocracy. Best man wins. Survival of the fittest. You name it. However you want to put it, there's a name for it. And it means, who are you to this congregation? And these people showed who they were. They brought it together and they made it happen. 
And as a result, we're sitting here a millenn- uh, several millennia later reading about it. That's how impressive it is. Everyone that did offer an offering of silver and brass brought the Lord's offering, and every man with whom was found shittim wood for any work of the service brought it. They brought what they had, and lo and behold, they had it. And all the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun, both of blue and of purple and of scarlet and of fine linen. They straight up made the material that needed to be made, that needed to be had. They went and made it, those who were wise-hearted. That means they didn't spend a lot of money. They went out and got the material and produced it themselves. They, the women, really brought something to the table. And all the women whose heart stirred them up in wisdom spun goat's hair. And the rulers brought onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod, which is like a breastplate, which is the breastplate. Ephod's like a vest, and the breastplate is the thing on the vest. There you go. And spice and oil for the light and for for the anointing oil, which is pure olive oil. We talked about that podcast or so ago for sweet incense. Sorry, you're reading the chat. Got got lost. And the children of Israel brought a willing offering unto the Lord. Every man and woman whose heart made them willing to bring for all manner of work, which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. See, God didn't tell these people to do it. He told Moses to do it. And Moses conscripted an army, and they helped him do it. He got it done. That's the point. That's the most important part. MVTV says, thanks, and I am not hijacking things straight out of the guide. Sidebars. In this quote-unquote student Bible version I have, no siree, all reve- uh, uh, um, what was the question? You're getting me sidetracked there. You're welcome. Much love. Did you have a special day? You can comment later, okay? Sorry, I just wanted to say it. Ooh. Watch out. April's on the job now. All right. And Moses Moses said unto the children of Israel, See, the Lord hath called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And he hath filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. This guy. And to devise curious works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in the cutting of stones to set them and in carving of wood to make any manner of cunning work. This guy, this guy could do it all. He was a jack of all trades. I mean, he got busy and he had a few helpers and he got everything built that needed to be built. And how did he do that? Because God gave him the wisdom to do so. 
It wasn't anything he did particularly himself. The Lord gave him the wisdom and understanding and the knowledge, and he used it. I can't stress this enough, folks. In your daily lives, if you're one of those people that are wondering what to do next or where to go or not sure how to get what you want, you have a desire, but you don't know how to go for it, use it. If God gave you a talent, use it. Don't hold back. Don't be scared. Don't be shy. Don't be uh, self-loathing. You get out there and you use your talent, whatever it is. If you're a writer, MVTV, then by God, put pen on paper and see what happens. If you're a movie maker, Sasquatch, then start editing. See what happens. If you are a wrangler of people, April, then start wrangling, baby. Make it happen. That's how it works. God gives you the things you need, but it's up to you to decide to use it. If you don't use it, you lose it according to my mom anyway. And I think she was right. And he hath put in his heart that he may teach both he and Aholiab, the son of Ahishamach, the tribe of Dan. You can always be confident of the results if you do nothing. Well spoken. Correct. Don't do nothing. Do something. Fab Daddy says, I am a YouTube watcher. Well, then watch away, buddy. Watch with intent. Pay attention and walk away from this podcast with a little more knowledge than you started with. Maybe it's your job to keep record of what we do here. You ever thought about that? Watch it. I'll put you to work. Anyway. <laughs> Them hath he filled with wisdom of heart to work all manner of work. See, this is an important thing because I don't think people realize this. Uh, you've heard uh, uh, the laws of thermodynamics. What starts in motion tends to stay in motion. You know, things like that are things that are stopped. It's hard to get started. I can't really think of what it's called. Uh, it's one of the entropy laws, but I can't remember. But this is very important. God says that he filled them with wisdom of heart so that they could do work that they wanted to do. But they had to get started doing it for God to fill them with the wisdom. They didn't just start out knowing how to do it, see. They all showed up first. Keep that in mind. They showed up first for the promise of the tabernacle, but then it was put on them to build the tabernacle. So then they started doing stuff, and God filled them with the wisdom of the heart and the knowledge and the understanding to get it done. It didn't start the other way. This is a reciprocal universe we live in, but you have to initiate. God is not going to give it to you and then push you. You have to go first, and then God will fill you with what you need. You understand? <laughs> Wrangling, that's correct. I'm a leader and very supportive. You're sending me mixed signals. Physics, momentum and centrifugal law, momentum of centrifugal law, maybe so. I can't remember what it's from, but you get my point anyway. I guess I should use my voice live. Also, a singer does that correct. 
music is a gift. It's one of the many gifts that God gives, seven very specific gifts. And one day we'll list them all because they're listed here in the Bible, but I can't remember all of them. The only one I can remember is discernment, but there's seven of them. Anyway, onward and upwards. And he was, see, not only did this guy build all this stuff, but God put it in his heart to teach somebody else how to do it so that he could have help, right? So he didn't have to do it all himself. So here he is teaching this guy from Dan how to help. And the guy is willing and he's able to learn because God put it in his heart to want to learn. And here you go. Now you've got a crew. Now you started as a slave and in and intermission was a a, a a desert dweller, and now you're on a construction crew building for the Almighty. That's pretty impressive arc of character growth, if you ask me. Anyway, them hath he filled with wisdom of heart to work all manner of work for the engraver, and of the cunning workman and of the embroiderer, in blue and in purple and in scarlet and in fine linen, and of the weaver, even of them that do any work, any work, of all those that devise cunning works. I question things, April. That's called being skeptical. There's nothing wrong with being skeptical. Unless you're being skeptical for skeptics' sake. The trick is is to be skeptical and then learn the answer to the question you're skeptic about and then become a believer. I am not asking you to believe anything. And you ask anybody in this chat, I've said it a billion times if I've said it once, you don't listen to any man, not even this one. Sure, let me be your guide, but you go check it out for yourself and find out if what I say squares with what you read. I'm going to say some outlandish things in this Bible because I have a doctrine that's a little bit different than what's been taught before. It's a little bit more over the edge than most people are comfortable repeating. I think people have a problem with the Bible, and that problem is it's a little bit demanding. And they don't like to give out that information because it makes them demanding. Well, I'm just going to repeat what I see. I'm not incapable of being wrong. And if I'm wrong, then by all means, somebody point it out so I can correct it because my goal is to not be wrong. But I don't think I am. But by all means, please check out for yourself anything I say that makes you question me Go look it up. Find out if I'm right. If I'm right, then you follow me. If I'm not, then you tell me I'm wrong and back me down. You're not going to just give it. I'm not just going to give it to you. You're going to have to take it. But I will change my mind. It's a damn shame to not question things. Questioning yourself shows your heart is in the right place when with integrity and honor, regardless of the question, I think. Well, you 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 got a good point there, MVTV. 
you must question things. That's the reason I am where I am is because of questioning everything, right? I have to question everything. I'm questioning for your benefit. What do you get from sharing? Well, you get a sense of camaraderie. You get a friend because people like it when you share things with them. You get a sense of accomplishment if you're sharing correct information. Or are you asking me what I get from sharing what I know? <laughs> it ain't about me. This wasn't even my idea. I've said it, that also a thousand times. I didn't ask for this. I was told this is what I was going to do, and I'm obeying my father because I am a obedient son. So what do I get out of it? Not much. <laughs> Not much at all. But I get a sense, an overwhelming sense of joy if I've helped anybody. And I've had more than one person come to me and tell me that I changed their outlook or I changed their way of thinking about something. And to me, that is a tremendous compliment. And I get something out of that sense of pride. I hope I answered that question. Sorry if I didn't. Then wrought Bezalel and Aholiab, and every wise-hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary, according to all that the Lord had commanded. Hell, Jake, made my mom cry. Wow, I didn't know that. Tell her I'm sorry. Oh, this is new news to me. When did the Lord speak to you? When I was about four years old. The Lord never spoke to me, and he'll never speak to you either. In a word you can hear with your ears. He puts things on your heart. The way I understand it is that when you feel led to do something, an overwhelming sense of obligation, an overwhelming sense of direction, that's God speaking to you. If you hear his voice, I strongly recommend psychiatric treatment immediately. If you hear it in Spanish, don't worry about it. You can't understand what they're saying anyway. <laughs> um, no, I've, I started feeling the pull when I was about four years old. I remember very vividly telling my sister that I wanted to be a preacher. And then life happened, and then more life happened, and then bitterness and jadedness and pain and, you know, addictions and trauma and work and all the things happened. And I just felt I didn't want—I wanted to rebel. You know, I didn't want to be struck— I didn't want to have to put on a suit and go out and talk to people about God and have you met Jesus Christ? And I didn't want to be that guy. And I fought it with everything I had in me. And then I got old. And then some personal tragedies happened. And I started questioning things. And I thought to myself, if I'm ever going to do it, I'm ever going to make a difference, if anything that God has given me is ever to be for anyone else. I had better get on it now or I may not have another chance. This may be it. This may be the last opportunity he's given me. 
And so I, I did it. I started. And uh, a lot of people questioned me. And a lot of people were like, Jake, you can do so much more if you do this. You're a rock star. This blah, 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 blah. And that's not what I'm here to do. Well, well, why don't you do it this way? You can make more hits or you can get more people to come watch you. That's not what I'm here to do. I can't advertise this thing because that would make me a televangelist and that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying desperately to put out a message that was given to me over a period of uh, large time and study and, you know, a deep uh, reflective retrospectiveness introspection. And uh, I'm trying desperately to put that out as a, a means of having it on the Internet because nobody's saying it. I mean, I watch all these different Christian channels and, and listen to all these different people out there with their shiny, slick sets and their cool lighting systems and their billion-dollar cameras and their Armani suits, and nobody's telling the truth. Not one person can I find telling the truth, except for maybe Arnold Murray from Gravit, Arkansas, who's dead now. I think he was telling the truth in a lot of ways. I don't agree with everything he said, but that's a good place to start as far as I'm concerned. But nobody else. And I mean, for 50 years now, almost, I've never heard anybody telling the truth or deliberately hiding things that should be spoke about. Deliberately saying things that are confusing to people, like the Sabbath is a Sunday when you know it isn't because you read the Bible a little bit yourself, and that much you know. Why are they doing it on Sunday when the Bible says Saturday? Well, there's a lot of those things in the Bible that people have twisted and turned and changed for whatever reasons. Somebody somewhere needs to be saying something that's true in this format, in this medium, and I'm trying desperately to do that. And I hope that that comes across I hope that you understand my intentions and see it to be authentic and not shifty because I'm not trying to be. I'm not perfect by no means. I'm not righteous by no means. I'm just a man like everyone else. I fall short of the mark. But I do happen to have a unique position because I've spent 35 years searching for something. And that led me to understand some things. And if the difference between you and me is the time spent to learn the thing and I don't tell you what the thing is so that you can know it without the, uh, 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 the, the 35 year sacrifice. That's on me. That's a selfishness that I can't live with. Why would I be blessed with that knowledge if not to share it? Why would I just sit on it? Like sitting on my hands while the world burns. I have to say something. I have no choice because I know something you don't know. And I want it to be where you know what I know. <laughs> I appreciate the real talk. That's all I've ever done on this channel. You can go back and check. I tried very hard not to ever say anything that isn't correct. Not saying I've, I make that happen, but I try. But you're welcome if that's any consolation. And I'm glad you're still here, by the way. And yes, I am deliberately taking it slow on the scripture because Bab Daddy was going to leave, and he's still here. So I'm going to talk to him for a minute, if you don't mind. I 
Oh, Jake, Mommy, I read that. Uh, that was when I admitted I was attending a Bible study. All good reasons. I thought you knew. No, sir, I didn't know. And I'm grateful that you told me. And if she cried because you're attending a Bible study, well, just know that your mama loves you more than anything in this world. I can't, re I can't imagine a better reason to cry. I know a Lebanese Chris Christian that swears Jesus saved him. He attests to it. I don't doubt it a bit. Jesus saved every single human being on planet Earth. Now, they may be talking physically, like literally, but I'm telling you literally, Jesus saved everyone on this planet because without him, you don't stand a chance to get anywhere close to God. He's the reason you have an open avenue that you can just open your mouth and start talking to your father like he's in the room because he's in the room. And it's because of Jesus that you have that. So I don't doubt that a bit. I rejected it all because of church, flawed orthodox insanity and or my flaws at the time. By 63, I still haven't seen God but witnessed his hand so much it was undeniable. Um, yeah, a lot of reasons. I think modern church is an atheist machine. It makes atheists. And I think the reason is because there's a lot of people that are not qualified to teach. They may have good intentions, but they're not qualified. They don't have the education to teach the Word of God, but they're out there teaching it. And they say a lot of things that are not well thought out, and they contradict each other. And if you if you don't have a thought out message, it's going to contradict itself at some point. And when it does, people pay attention to that. And that's all they can hear is that contradiction. And it rings in their ears like a bell on fire. Liar, 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 liar. And it pushes people away from God. And I don't know if that's intentional or not. I don't know if that's the big grand plan of the devil is to just have dumb people teach the word of God until no, there's no Christians left. I don't know. But I'm trying in every way possible to not be one of those. And I hope that I'm, I'm achieving that in some fashion. Right on, MVTV. Buddhism, Islam, and Hindu? Question marks. Yep, they're all questionable. You're right. Can people learn more than one religion? Sure, you want to. I know several myself. I even studied the satanic religion. Why? Helps to know thy enemy. I believe in God. I'm not any religion, but I am for Jesus or God. No church. Well, you're in church, honey. Kind of weird to say that while you're at a church. <clears throat> but you're absolutely right. I agree with you 100%. That's why this channel is called Untethered, because it is not part of any of those religious bents on the truth. See, if you took every religion in the world, and I firmly believe this, if you took all the religions and smushed them all together, you would be closer to the truth than any one of them together. Why? Because every religion 
comes from somebody's interpretation of what they understand the truth to be. <clears throat> now, there is an overarching truth, a real black and white, this is true and that's false. But very few people have a handle on it because it's so big and so in-depth and it takes a lifetime to grasp all that stuff. And be honest with you, most of it isn't even necessary to know. You can go to heaven without having ever read the Bible. You know that, right? Because most of it isn't relevant. It's only relevant if you want to know it. But the most important thing is, is to know who you follow. And the Bible will teach you that. And that's important. I go to Church of God, but there isn't any here that I like, so I do church here and I pray to God. Well, amen. This is a church of God. I don't know about the establishment church of God, but this is the church of God. This is the Lamb's Chapel right here, right now. Jesus Christ himself said, wherever two or more gathered in my name, there I shall also be. That's what's going on right now between you and me and him. He's here with us as we speak. Keep that in mind. It's how I learn. But I learn more from listening than talking. Amen. Well, you can't hear when your mouth is open, so you got a good thing going right there. And I appreciate that because the whole idea here is that God told me to talk. And if I'm talking, can't everybody else be talking? I need to talk, but it's inbreeded into my environment. It's how I learn, but more from listening than talking. You're absolutely right about that, though. That sounds amazing, MVTV. Andrew says, those churches were created by those that abolished God in the 1830s. That may be very well so. I don't know enough about what you're referring to, but I do know that Jesus said there were only two churches that were teaching what he wanted them to teach out of the many that were in, I think there's seven churches in in the uh, hierarchy of churches, and he said only two of them, and that was Smyrna and Philadelphia. That's in the Bible also, and I don't know where those two things are. I'm, I'm sure it's not the Smyrna and Philadelphia that's in America, somewhere else, but if you figure out what they're teaching, then you're on to something because those are the two he approved of. And guess what they were teaching, by the way? The same thing I'm teaching right here on this channel. The Word of God without man's trappings to go along with it. That's the problem with religion is man's um, traditional sense, man's pageantry, man's ideas. God doesn't need man to teach. He needs man to learn he does the teaching. Used to be one or two, but it's been years ago. Churches, yep. A tree sang to me too. That was amazing. Wow, that sounds amazing. I don't. You don't what? I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. My second hospital job was on a... Pediatric Oncology Unit. That'll mess you up. Specializing in leukemia cases. We attended funerals each weekend. Good 
cases. Good cases too, but his hand was there if I could not translate it. Yes, in places like that, you do see the work of God. You see it because it's ever-present. You can't help but see it. The beauty of children, the suffering they're going through, the people that give everything they've got for just five more minutes of life, you know, whatever. You see the handiwork of God in places like that. I commend you for doing that work too, MVTV. That's hard stuff. I never studied satanic. You're weird. Yes, I am. Thank you. I've studied everything because it's there, and I wanted to know. See, I've been looking for an answer for a long time about what all this is and why it's necessary. And I looked everywhere. And you are correct. I am weird because not a lot of people can do that. But guess where I'm at? I'm at the head of the table teaching the word of God Almighty because I realized along the way who was in, in charge. That's the boss. I can tell you firsthand because I've looked everywhere. I've looked into every one that I could find that called themselves a G-O-D. None of them even come close. They all pale in comparison to the Almighty Father. He is the only God in existence that claims to have created the universe itself. All of the other gods claim to come from within the creation of the universe. He is the creator of all things. Typo about church bit. Okay. I disdain organized religion. So do I. I disdain it too. I know Jesus sacrificed himself for my sins. Yes, he did. And everyone else's. He took the lot of it. The lot of all sin. And he took it all. And he took it to the grave. So that you would have a free and clear passage to God without an intercessory, without anybody to help you. You can right now close your eyes and start talking to your father like he's in the room with you. You know why? Because he's in the room with you, period. Because Jesus died so that you would have that opportunity, so that your debt is paid. You don't have a debt anymore. You are forgiven from birth for the sins that you are things that you have no control over, things that are happening around you. You're forgiven for all of it. Why? Because Jesus recognized that it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to be born into a world that is sin. You are sin from birth. There's nothing you can do about it. You start out that way. You start out in a deficit. That's not fair. You didn't ask to be created. Here you are. So Christ came and died for your sins so that you can have a clean slate and have a relationship with your father. That's the most beautiful thing I can ever think of. And I watched Pastor Murray also. Yes, that's a good place to start. He is very good at making it clear and simple and understandable that a three-year-old could grasp it. I'm not quite as good as he is, but I'm working on it. I'm trying. 
Yes, amen, Jesus did. Yes, he did. And the Lord said, let the free be free, and I shall give them rest. There's that word, rest, Shabbat. Same thing we're talking about over here. I forgot it. His name. I must have missed something. I babbled about it before, but when you see a 12-year-old drowning girl just snap back to life long after clinical death, that tends to make an impression. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I've seen some pretty interesting things like that, but not that severe, not that drastic. But yes, it's clear that God wasn't ready for her to come home yet. Good old dad, the one I worship and serve. That's correct. Fab Daddy says, My perception of God will always differ from yours and everyone else's. Salvation is personal. You're absolutely right. I'm not trying to convince you of anything, Fab Daddy, nor am I trying to offer you salvation. That's not my job. My job here is purely 100% educational in nature. It is purely academic. I can share with you my feelings about salvation without trying to save you. It's not my job to save you. I don't cast my pearls. What I am trying to do is educate people. And if you have a question or if you have a lack of understanding, it's my job to fill in that gap. Now, that's it. That's where I draw the line. That is the end of my contract. So don't think that I'm trying to talk you into something. I'm not. I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. And yes, your salvation is between you and God. Your opinion of God may need some work. I don't know. I haven't got that out of you yet. But that's between you and him also. But if I can shine some light on some areas of grayness or darkness, then by all means, allow me to. That's why I'm here. And I'm giving it freely, so why not take advantage of that? That's all I'm suggesting. Anyway, <laughs> 66 books of proof that he gave us. Yes, Andrew, I'm doing a pretty good job of getting through them. Y'all, let's pray for Kevin. For us all, amen. What's wrong with Kevin? Uh-oh. What's troubling Kevin, if you can say? Didn't you say God told you to spread his word? No. God told me to teach his word. His word's already been spread. It's all over the place. There's not one place on planet Earth you can go that they don't know who God is. But there's a lot of people that don't understand even the simple stuff. That's what I'm supposed to do, and that's what I'm trying to. Semantics. It's a little different. It is different. I'm not trying to save you. I'm not trying to convince you to get saved. I'm not telling you you need Jesus in your life. Have you met Jesus Christ? I'm not that guy. I may tell you what he did. I may tell you what he, what he meant, what he stood for, what he said. I may tell you that there's something going on in your life that compares to something that was written in the Bible, and I may draw lines of comparison. I may even talk to you about the subject of salvation, but it's only 
for edification. I'm just trying to enlighten whomever may be listening. And it may not even be you. You may spark a conversation with me that you already know everything I'm going to say. But there may be 10 people listening that's never heard it before. And they need to hear it. So your presence here is aiding me in teaching the Word of God just by bringing up the conversation. Tech spread. Teach spread. It's different. Just because you know something exists doesn't mean you understand it. So it's already been spread, but my job is to make it understandable, make it uh, simpler. Maybe that's the word. I'm still trying to figure it out as I'm going. I don't really know what I'm put here for. I'm just doing what I'm told. And I'm still trying to figure out my position in it and how I'm supposed to do it. I've just now learned how to read. Have you not been paying attention? I stumble over my tongue like a blind person. Ah, I am but a grasshopper to master. At 63, better late than never. What, I suppose? <laughs> well, thank you for referring to me as grasshopper. <laughs> I appreciate you there, Fab Daddy. And MBTV. Respect. Do your thing. I know it comes from good. Yes, sir, it does. I genuinely love you. I genuinely am trying to help. And I also genuinely recognize that there's a sore spot. I can feel it from here. If I can make that sore spot go away, I want to. If I can aid in easing that pain, I want to. But I can't do that unless you allow me to, unless you let me in, because we're strangers. I don't know you. I can't reach out and touch you unless you let me. But if you should decide that you want to let me, I'm here for you. I'll be here for you. You can count on that. You can trust it because I'm that guy. And if you decide you don't want that, fine. I don't know you from Adam's house cat. I'm not going to lose an ounce of sleep over it. Not even a little. I hope that helps. Love is a four-letter four -letter word. You know what else is a four-letter word? Jake. Tell him Jake sent you. <laughs> we send his word. The Lord teaches us. Yeah. Yes, he does. So does his many, many pastors and prophets and other things. All right. That's enough chit-chat. Let me finish this thing so we can call it a night. And Moses called Bezalel and Ahaliab, and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come unto the work, to do it. And they received of Moses all the offerings which the children of Israel had brought for the work, for the service of the sanctuary, to make it with all. That means on that day they had everything they needed to get the job finished. 
the people came together and made sure they had everything they needed at once, right from the beginning. That's how God works. And they brought yet unto him free offerings every morning. The first day they had everything they needed and they took account of it all and they sent it all out to be done. But every day thereafter, they got free offerings from people who were just trying to be encouraging, just trying to make it a little better. They bring stuff they knew they didn't need and gave it to them anyway. That's love. That's the kind of love that I'm trying to spread around. It's a little different than the usual kind of love, but it's love nonetheless. It's brotherly love. And brotherly love is very important in the Bible. It's all over the place. And that's what this community is going to be. If you notice, out of all the places you visit on YouTube, out of all of the different uh, live streams that you've gone to, have you ever seen one this well-behaved with this few trolls, with this few nonsense? This whole chat, even though there's not very many people here, has never been a problem. Why? Because we're trying to do the work. Everybody here is on the same page, more or less, relatively. Everybody here understands why we come here. Everybody here wants to be part of the thing we're doing. And everybody here does their part. And it's beautiful. And I hope that in another year, it'll be five times this big. I hope. I hope the chat gets so busy I can't keep up with it that I have to stop reading it because there's just no way to keep up. That's what I hope. I don't care if two people show up from now until the time I drop dead. I'm going to keep doing it because I made my mind up. This is what I am. This is what I do. And this is where we're going to stop for tonight. I'm going to do a stream tomorrow night because I missed last night and I want to make it up. And tomorrow night, we're going to pick up at 36.4. That's where we're leaving off and that's where we'll pick up. Won't you do me a favor before we get too much further into mayhem and hit that subscribe button and press the bell icon so you get notifications of when I'm going to be online. Smash the like button. It's free. It's right in front of you. It helps with the algorithm and it helps us get recommended to other people. Share this video with somebody you love. Better yet, share it with somebody you don't love. Bring them into our family. Make them part of the fold. Be part of their solutions, not part of their problems. Leave comments down below. Let me know what you're thinking about. Question me, curse me, bless me, challenge me, confront me, conform with me, drink my Kool-Aid, make your own Kool-Aid. As long as you're thinking with critical thought, that's what I want. Critical thought comes from that brain of yours. And hey, if you love the Word of God and you can see the value of what I'm trying to build here and you'd like to be part of it, if you'd like to help out, if you'd like to do what we've been reading about tonight, you can do that by going to paypal.me slash Band. Or if you get froggy and want to use Cash App, go to dollar sign Jake Johnson Band. Every little bit helps. It's a win-win. It's a blessing for me. It's a blessing for you, too. God notices these things. Now, that's good music. I'm going to round out this video by answering all your questions and comments. How about it? Nice job, Jake. Great read. Thank you, dear. Thanks, Jake. I stayed. Sorry if I distracted. Do you realize that you may be the very reason I'm here? 
It's no distraction at all, my friend. I was proud to have a conversation with you. Maybe you'll walk away from this a little closer to me. Maybe you'll trust me a little more. Maybe we might even become friends one day. Maybe it's just enough to get you to come back tomorrow night. Maybe. I'm willing to explore all options. Blessing those that persecute you. Thanks. If you ever need to reach out and talk to someone you don't know and love, I'm here. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I may very well take you up on that offer. Believe it or not, this is a stressful job. Good point. Even coming from me, I admit it. <laughs> At Issy, I love this. I'm not sure what you meant there, but I love this too. Who is the dude in your thumbnail? Your son? That's me. Thank you, though. Are you saying I'm old? That picture's only from like 2010. Or 11, somewhere around there. Might have been 2010. Uh, I had a photo shoot a while back, and that was one of them. Happy birthday to those on November 28th. Happy birthday. Who's the dude in your thumbnail? Your son? No, my son's a little younger than me, but I appreciate that. Then, and screw you now. <laughs> And Fab Daddy, no worries. You have questions, we understand that. Much love to you and yours, says April. Maybe. Just maybe. Just maybe. Yes. Hashtag FabDaddy44. It was a good thing to see from the sidelines, with all due respect. It was a good thing to see from the sidelines with all due respect. What, the conversation? Yeah, it's nice to be able to. That's what I was trying to say earlier. I may be saying something he's heard a thousand times, but there may be ten people in here that's never heard it before. It's, it's necessary. I don't mind repeating myself for that very reason. Much love, MBTV. Everyone in the chat, we love you, says April. Thank you. I concur. I am just a man enjoying my YouTube. Jake is very charismatic. Thank you. I didn't realize that. Not trying to be, but I appreciate it. Very charismatic. I'm going to keep that. Thank you. I don't think I've ever been called charismatic before. I'm hoping that was a compliment. I felt like it was. Felt good. Oops, open mouth, insert foot. I know you're hungry, MVTV, but both feet? I don't even know what you're talking about. Don't forget to hit that like button, says April, and spread those likes around and share. Thanks so much. We appreciate the support very much. God bless all. April, you are a fantastic cheerleader, and I love you for it. Thank you. 
Sorry for the big words. That wasn't a big word. Anti-disestablishmentarianism is a big word. Pneumothoracic is a big word. Charismatic? Just never been called that before. But I, I think I like it. <laughs> Very charismatic. I sure do love listening and learning. But Jake explains very well. Lots of emoji faces and claps and heart. I helped somebody out this weekend with getting the groceries. And today, I went and reintroduced my supported living instructor with someone she knew from the past and loved. Dude, that's awesome. So you went out and bought groceries for somebody? Is that what you're saying? Or you just helped them go get it? <clears throat> and then you hooked some people up that used to love each other? Brought some love back into their life? Very nice. Good deeds are important. And I end every show with that very sentiment. Trying to get everybody to just do one thing nice for somebody. Why do I do that? Silly. Well, not so much. You know... You may have meant it as a joke, and I may have responded as a joke, but your compliment calling me charismatic. You realize nobody has said anything nice to me today. Not one thing. It felt good to be appreciated even for a small moment. It made me feel good. It, it put a little bump in my heart. You'd be surprised how many people need that, how many people are so lonely and desperate for attention so desirous of somebody to just notice them. And if you go above that and help them with something that is trivial, you could make their whole week. Imagine having the power to make somebody happy for a minute. Imagine what that means to somebody or might mean to somebody. What about having a friend who can't help themselves that you just reach out and help. No problem. Don't want no thank you. Just helping. Because it needs to be done. Imagine that power. And you have it. All you have to do is give it. And I'm trying to create an environment where that's okay. I'm trying to build a, a platform here where it's okay to just give something to somebody because they need it. Or receive it because you need it. Like a compliment or a smile or hold the door for somebody or buy a bum a sandwich or something, you know. Just be present is what I'm, what I'm teaching, really. Be in the moment. Be part of this society that we live in that is going to hell in a handbasket on a daily basis, getting worse every day. We need to act proactively to save ourselves. And the way we do that is with love. And I really believe that. I really, truly believe that's the only way. Nothing else will work. I helped someone out. Oh, I read that. Helped with buying when she did not have any income left. And see, that's beautiful, and I appreciate you for that. God bless you for that, and thank you for that, Andrew. I gave a cinnamon roll to a ring-neck pheasant. 
And that's about all I can do around here. MVTV, you sell yourself short. You know, I got a lot of compliments on that little short, tiny video that you made me the other day. It meant a lot. That's something you can do. And you seem to be pretty good at it and quick, too. You didn't have that one in the gun waiting. You made it when I asked for it. And you made it quick. And it made a difference. Small difference, but it made a difference. Lean into that. And by the way, the pheasant says thank you. Because I'm pretty sure he hadn't had a cinnamon roll in a while. Awe-inspiring, Andrew. Very nice, says April. Ha, 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 you're great, MVTV. Andrew says, you are a wonderful person, Jake Johnson. But thank you. I'm not, but thank you. I don't know. I was giving it to the cattle, but they ignored it. Picky. Damn cattle. Don't know how good they got it. You are very nice to listen and watch. Thank you. Everyone needs love. Yes, they do, including this guy. Them cattle sound butt-headed. Bull-headed, Montana vigilante. Yep, hard-headed cattle. Stiff-necked. Like they think they shit don't stink or something. Too good. Too good for this old world. They don't need no rules. Hard-headed people. I mean, cattle. <laughs> As you can tell, I have nobody around me. Mostly for good reasons. But this really helps. Pretending I'm not in the middle of nowhere. MVTV, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. From the day you met me, you were never alone again. All you have to do is reach out, and I'm right there. I don't know if that fills up your boat, but it's available. You never have to be lonely. All you have to do is give me an email, and I'll hit you right back. I don't care what time of day it is. I don't care how long it's been. I don't care what you need. You're not alone anymore. You are part of this family now. I feel heard here on this thread that makes me feel encompassed. There you go, buddy. We encompass you. Spread the love is what the world needs. More of love, peace, humble, and kind. Trust in God. Amen, says April. Yes, 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 and yes, and yes. Mm hmm Good to hear. Thanks. <laughs> Don't get all bent out of shape about it or nothing. <laughs> oh, they are at Andrew Langelis, but they flee from humans most of the time. Wussies. Those cattle. Wussy cattle. 
Rolling, 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 keep them doggies moving. Boy, my ass is swollen, raw hide. Keep them out, move them out. Get along, little doggy. Yeehaw. Hmm. I hope that you don't mean me, Montana Vigilante. No. I try not to be a... I try not to be butt-headed. You're not. Oh, never. Cheers. Blues Brothers, you got it. Nailed it. Good job, Fab Daddy. I was wondering if I could go pick up on that or not. LOL. Loving how positive Jake is. So touched, Jake. You are absolutely making me choke up. That's great. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'll pull back a little. Oh, you can clip that out and make a dirty joke. Listen, I'm just being real with you. I guess it's the holidays or whatever, but I'm feeling especially sentimental today for some reason. I apologize if I'm laying it on a little thick. I don't intend to. That's just the way I work. And um, hopefully you know me long enough now that you understand that and you know I'm not trying to be, you know, conniving or deceptive or anything like that. I'm just telling you how I feel. <laughs> and uh, I I have this vision of what I'm trying to do here, this, this understanding of what I'm trying to build, but I don't quite know how to get at it. I don't quite know how to make it because it is just me doing it and what little help I get, I get from you guys. And uh, it's a slow process. But we have grown considerably. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Prime, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Rumble, and Twitter now. So if go follow me on Twitter. If you got a Twitter account, go do the tweeting thing. You can find me at Untethered Live everywhere you look. That is a new thing. We're getting there. We're growing slowly but surely. Also on Facebook. But I don't have an Untethered Live on Facebook. It's Jake Johnson Band on Facebook. As you can tell by the weirdness in the names, at the beginning of the show, you'll see Deep End. Then you'll see Wilder Creek. And then you've seen Jake Johnson Band. And now you see Untethered Live. It's because I had other plans for this channel. And the Lord intervened. And now it is what it is. And I haven't changed everything over yet. I'm working on it. Incidentally, if you need to reach out to me, you can do so. Just send me an email right here at untetheredlivestream at gmail.com. And I will answer you. That's my promise. Up and until I have so many viewers that I literally can't answer you anymore. I will answer you. You will get a response. Unless it takes me all night to respond to everybody, and I have to do that more than I do work, that's when I'll stop answering. But until then, I will answer you. So shoot me an email if you need to. I'm here for you. I worked in a video store in the 90s. Oh, I love movies. Yes, I know that, says April. I know movies, says Fab Daddy. I know movies, too. 
we'll hear his real tune when I do email him at 4 a.m. his time asking for bail money because I tried to take a gun off a Cheyenne res cop. They'll need cash. Well, you can email me. I ain't got no money, but I'll take your email, and then I'll pray for you while you're in jail. <laughs> Movies, music, and great musicians. Jake is a great musician. Thank you, Fab Daddy. I appreciate that. Mm, I'm, a, I'm actually not very good, but I'm very uh, savvy. Like, I have a good style. So what I lack in technical ability I make up for in style. So, but I appreciate the compliment. I am a longtime musician. Not particularly a good one, but I try. So you only live on YouTube, correct? So you're only live on YouTube, correct? Yes. Only live on YouTube, but everywhere else after the live, it goes out. So the next, within a couple of hours after it's done, I will have it edited and ready to go and it'll be put out. And I think they take a couple of hours to process everything. So at least by the next morning, it'll be on all the other platforms. But it's only live here. So you, if you want to watch live and chat with the chat, then you got to be here at 8.30 Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and at 8 o'clock on Sunday. But if you just want to watch the show, you can watch it at any time, anywhere. <laughs> You are John Edwards? Are you John Edwards? No, I'm not John Edwards. Why would you think I was John Edwards? Or are you not asking me? Sorry. Fab, I see it now. Fab Daddy, sorry. I can tell you my name if you want. But then I'd have to kill you. And I will find you. And I will kill you. I have a particular set of skills. Happy to learn a recurring name. Hey, man, yes, is April very talented, Fab Daddy says. Thank you, sir. Please tell me, says Andrew, please tell me your name. Sean is my name. Being competitive and Cagey and skeptical is my game. But you can call me Sean. Jake, you also define yourself. Cannot compare to anyone else. Thank you, I think. What does that mean? Jake, you also define yourself cannot compare to anyone else. I'm not exactly sure what you mean by that, but I get where your head's at. I just don't exactly understand the meaning. I like that, says April. Gotcha. Are you saying I'm original? I'm unique? Is that what you were saying? By you define yourself? and cannot compare to anybody else. When I write, I become an open book. Do you drive on a parkway and park on a driveway? I need to take a look. Much love. 
Y'all, I gotta go. May God bless you. You mean you need to take a leak or a look? God bless you and sweet dreams. I'll see you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Love you all true. Well, I love you too, April. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for your great job. Great job. And I will see you tomorrow. I love you with all my heart. Be safe, be good, be sweet, and do good. That means a lot of people are in a certain set or model. I got you. You're saying I don't quite fit the mold of the other things that are in my category. I got you. Do you rest in a restroom? <laughs> now, do you break in a restroom or do you rest in a break room? No, I am saying you are wonderful, Jake Johnson. Thank you. You're wonderful, too. Later, April. Oh, he's kind of like Frank. You do not seem like other models, but rather make your own definition. Okay? Andrew says, I'll catch y'all later. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the month. Well, we hope you do too, and please come back tomorrow if you get a chance, and if not, we'll see you Wednesday or Friday or whenever we see you. Have a great night. Be safe out there. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, and if you do, name it after me. But above all, be good. Fert. Safe travels, those who are traveling. Kind of like Frank. You mean Frank Sinatra? Are you saying I got an old soul? Or blue eyes? Because they're green. I'm just messing with you, man. I get what you're saying, and I appreciate your compliment and your confidence in me. And I'm going to do everything in my power to be worthy of that appreciation. And I hope you see that. I hope you understand that I'm trying. All right, fellas. We're at the top of the hour plus a little bit. We're at 1025. That's, I go way longer for you guys sometimes. But you deserve it. You're good guys, and I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate talking to y'all. I love you with all my heart. I really do. I love you true. I mean that. Now, when you go out into the world tomorrow, when you encounter other people, other species and aficionados, be nice to somebody. That's all you got to do. Just be nice. I don't care what it takes. I don't care if it costs anything. I don't care if it requires any effort. Just be nice. Smile at somebody when you walk by. Hold the door for a lady. Buy a bum a beer. You know, do something and watch it change your life. And I promise you it will. It'll make people take notice. It'll it'll open doors that you didn't even know were there to be opened. It will allow you autonomy in a good way. And everybody will notice. They might even mention it to you. Hey, dude, are you on a diet? What's up with you? You look happy. Why? Because you're doing something good for somebody that's not you. That's why. Because our natural state is to be humanitarians, to be philanthropal. Our natural state is to do good by our citizenry, to do good by our fellow man. So do it. Quit being caught up in this world of selfishness and just do one thing that isn't for you tomorrow. 
And I promise you, you'll feel different afterwards. And that's the best gift I can give you right now. Have a great night. I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for everything, for all your confidence in what I'm doing, for those of you who are supporting what I'm doing, for those of you who are just showing up to hear what I'm doing. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Take care of yourselves and each other. Thanks for watching. Can I end my show with a tune? What tune would you like, Fab Daddy? <clears throat> you tell me what you'd like to hear and I'll play something similar. If I don't know the thing. And by the way, slowly but surely, I am getting my voice back. I'm beginning to be capable of singing again. So at some point in the next year or so, you'll actually get to hear what I sound like. All right, Fab Daddy, this is for you, my brother. Play a ballad. Okay. <laughs> I just finished writing a song. Uh, last night, actually. Would you like to hear it? <laughs> Guitar's been in this cold room is a little out of tune. Same kind of love I'd like to find 
Maybe then I could ease this trouble in my mind. <laughs> she was playing all alone, spinning all by herself on the merry-go-round. And her innocence was gone I could tell that she fell dizzy to the ground She smiled at me and softly she said I've been playing with the friends inside my head Because I'm lonely For someone that's just like me and I think I'm the only one of my kind And I've been crying for someone that's died for The same kind of friend I'd like to find Maybe then I get Jesus' trouble in my mind And I've tried Tried so hard to find my way alone And I've died, I've died inside Each time I find that my soul don't have a home Because I'm lonely For a man that's just like me And I think I'm the only One of my kind I've been dying for Someone that's tried for The same kind of love I'd like to find Maybe then I get ease this trouble in my mind Maybe then I get ease this trouble in There you go. What'd you think? That is a brand new Jake Johnson song. Came out last night. Sounds like a personal problem song. Sorry. Sheesh. <laughs> All my songs are personal problem songs. It's what songwriters do. Did you like it? Yes? No? You like it? Yes, it was good. Thank you. All right. Love you guys. Have a good night. Thanks for watching again.